continue part two. Now, I just want to let you know that we started in Exodus and we talked about that generational curse that we thought we had. Amen. Uh, and now I told you that you can't curse what God has blessed. Um, ultimately, by by the time I'm done with this series, you'll understand that you only are what you say you are. Come on, somebody. Um, if you want to keep believing that you have a hex on you, amen, that, that's, that you've been cursed, uh, well, you can keep believing that. But I beg to differ. Uh, and so I want to show you today where the release began. Amen. So if you have your Bible, it's an unusual story, but I believe you're going to get it. Amen. Pray for me. Luke chapter one. I've been dealing with this. Um, Luke chapter one. Uh, and we're going to read from verses 48. I'm going to read verse 48. Amen. We'll end in verse 50. Amen. All right. Verse 48, Luke chapter 1, um, verse 48. And I want to show you something that's powerful. You're going to like this. You ready? Amen. Let's look at it together. For he had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on, how many generations? All generations will count me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. And holy is his name. Verse 50. And his mercy. And his mercy. And his mercy is upon generation, come on somebody, after generation toward who? Those who fear him. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. Never, again. never again. All right, curse breakers, that's what I want to talk about today. Amen. Amen. Never Come on and say it. Never again. Never again. Um, apart from technical curses and the impact of sinful behavior, the impact of sinful behavior is frequently generational. Passed on from parents to children, often for many generations. What we may call a curse, as I told you at the beginning of this series, is just a series of consequences based upon how you were raised. Do I have anybody? This is not how God designed it. But it's just a reality. We're living in a fallen world. 
As an example, many studies have been done to show that those who are abused as children frequently grow up and become abusers themselves. Especially if they're not removed from their environment. It's hard to break this cycle. And it can take generations, generations to change the life of certain people. But I want to tell you today, the Bible affirms this, that it's God's mercy. It's God's loving kindness is stronger than any curse that you may think you have in your life. God's mercy and grace. And I'm going to explain to you what I mean by his mercy today. Because I believe that some of us believe, amen, that we are still under a curse. Now, we are under the curse of sin. In other words, we were born this way. We were born under the curse of sin and we did not need to be taught how to lie. We just lied. Do I have anybody? We don't need parents to teach us that. We just did it. Come on, somebody. Amen. Some of us, that's our survival tactic. Even now. Do I have anybody? But but that's the result of our first daddy falling, Adam. But God prepared his son, Jesus, so that not that we will become perfect, but that we would move to sanctification, that we would move to spiritual maturity, that we would become just a little bit better. The question is, how can we break the cycle that keeps repeating? Anybody see a cycle in your life right now? It just keeps repeating itself over and over again, over and over again. Have, have you seen that, that temperament that you have? That, come on somebody, that mindset that you cannot break. And you feel to some degree that something is wrong with you. Tell your neighbor never again. You and I have to change. What we believe about ourselves. And I'll show you that here today. I'm all in my message already. I, I, I believe that, that many of us, amen, may be you are the one to break the curse that has been in your family for generations. I believe that. I believe this. I believe that if we truly surrender to God, amen, we will begin to see a life transformation. Do I have anybody? Do I have anybody? And so today, in today's message, what what I want to do is I want to show you God's plan. God knew that the only way for him to rectify our curse, he needed a vessel. Come on, somebody. He needed someone, amen, to give birth to someone, <laughs> amen, who was perfect. Do I have anybody? 
Y'all see where I'm going with this? Now, we find ourselves in Luke. We find that there is a unique story of a barren woman. Are you with me? Now, this woman's name was Elizabeth. She was married to a priest, Zacharias. And and we find out that God, before he brought the curse breaker to life, what he did was he was preparing the way so that we would understand what was to come next. Do I have anybody? We find that in chapter 1 of Luke chapter 1, we find that God announces that 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 John the Baptist would be the one who comes on the scene as the forerunner. In other words, he was the one that would go before and tell a dying world that there's hope. Do I have anybody? See, I believe that before I got saved, I, I heard the message. But I didn't believe the message. Do I have anybody? And many of us are like that. We, we hear words of hope and encouragement, but yet there's something deep down on the inside of us that causes us to doubt the messenger. Do I have anybody? And, and so, and so we find that all through this chapter, we find that God is preparing the way. We find a young girl. Verse 26 of chapter 1. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth. To a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. Of the descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. What we see in verse 26 is a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. What we see is that what God promised before, he's bringing to pass. I'm going somewhere with this. Let me ask you a question. What has God promised you? Come on, somebody. And I want to tell you something. If you've heard it from his word, you can take it to the bank because guess what's going to happen? It will come to pass. I don't know where you're bound right now. I don't know what you're struggling with this morning, but I want to tell you something. We serve a God that's so, so awesome and he keeps his word and every word of it, he keeps his word. But somebody here this morning, I want to tell you this, that you are you are in that perplexed phase of your life right now and you're trying to figure out amen whether God is about to use you to be the curse breaker or whether you're going to remain under that curse tell your neighbor never again amen we find that uh, Mary asked a question in verse 34 verse 34 she said Mary said to the angel how can this be? Now, now the reason why I brought you to the birth or the conception and the birth of Jesus Christ, because I want to tell you something. He is the curse breaker. <laughs> you with me? Now, listen, we could try to hum dumb and, you know, walk around and fall on the ground. That's not going to work. Jesus is the what? Curse breaker. So it's important for you and I to understand that God has a way. He has a plan. And in God's plan, amen, it had to happen just this way. 
She asked the question, how? And see, you're asking the question, how? How can I break this cycle? How can I break this cycle, Pastor? I keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again. You don't understand the childhood that I had. You don't understand the house that I grew up in. You don't understand that some of the stuff that's been happening in my family has been happening for generation after generation after generation. But my question to you is this. How long are you going to keep saying it's going to happen to you? How long are you going to accept these things as the the way they are and when are you going to have a made up mind to say never again do I have anybody she was told by an angel that she would conceive a child as a virgin now watch this watch this there's a problem with that <laughs> what's the problem problem is you can't get pregnant if you don't have intimacy Am I right? I, I'm, we got kids in here. I'm trying to keep it together, y'all. Pray for me, okay? Amen. I'm trying to keep it together. We got kids. I know they already know. They in school. They already know what's up. But watch this. Watch where I'm going with this. That's how you and I are with the things that's going on in our lives. God reveals something. God says something to you. And here you go. How? How's it going to work? How is this going to happen? And if you ever notice that whatever God says, it looks what? Impossible. Listen, I don't know how I'm going to break this cycle. I don't know how my kids are going to turn around. I don't know, amen, when is, when my finances are going to change because we've been broke all our lives. And it seems like broke just follows us, amen, from one generation to the next generation. But you got to tell your neighbor never again. Not me. Not me. Never again. That's right. I'm done. Never again. Amen. Watch this. They had lived. Listen, do you not know that the, the curse was broken from the moment she was conceived? The curse on mankind was broken the moment that the Holy Spirit conceived Jesus Christ in the... Somebody missed. Maybe I'm too theologically deep for you today. But you got to understand, the moment that the Holy Spirit impregnated her, watch this, the curse is broken. And, and, and so now we have, watch this, just because the curse is broken, watch this, you've been like this all your life. You got to go through the process of deliverance in order to be set free. Hmm. See, I can be free, but still in jail. Come on, somebody. I can be free, but watch this, but I can still operate like I'm locked up. Come on, somebody. You're with me? And that's primarily what has happened to many of us. We haven't broken the cycle in our minds. See, it's a mind thing. It's your mind that's not changing. That's why we can say things and not mean it. Not that we don't mean to do it. But watch this, but because of the examples that we've had in our lives, watch this, we struggle with change. Am I talking to you yet? Tell your neighbor never again. Never again. 
I made up in my mind, I'll never pay a piece of a bill anymore. I'm going to pay the whole bill. Come on, somebody need to start right there. Because you're trying to pay piece of the light bill. You're trying to pay piece of the water bill. Listen, I'd rather pay it all and trust God for the rest. Yeah. We got to break the cycle of stop saying that we don't have. Come on, somebody. You got to break that curse. You got Listen, let me, say, let me tell you something about curses. In the Old Testament, curses were pronounced by words. And some of us, we've already cursed ourselves even this morning. Mm. We pronounce curses upon ourselves the way we speak. I'm never going to be able to do that. I don't think I can do that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. But how you speak, come on somebody. And then, watch this, and then when we speak, if it's a lie, it'll never come to She asked the question, how? And then the spirit of God, the angel of God explained to her, watch this, watch, well, I want to show you something. There's a tie in here. Watch this. Watch this. Can I ask you something? Can I ask you something? Let me ask you this question. You ready for this? Is anything too hard for God? Now, I know you say, mm. <laughs> I get it. But why are you living the way you are? If, if nothing is too hard for God, what happens? What happens? <laughs> what happens, y'all? I'm going to show you. I, I got four things. I'm going to sit down. Watch this. I'm watching my time. Watch the text. Text says, watch this. Watch this. Verse 35, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come, being that you're asking how, upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called what? The Son of God. And behold, even your relative, watch this, Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. Watch this. Watch this. And she who was called barren. Tell your neighbor, the curse is broken. Now, do you not know that barrenness was a curse? And the first thing that Jesus did, the first thing that God did before he brought his son to earth, he broke the curse of barrenness from the womb of Elizabeth. Can I help somebody? Can I help you with something? Watch this. You are no longer barren because God has rid that barrenness and now it's time for you to give birth to what he wants you to give birth to. Do I have anybody? And he needed to start with Elizabeth to show us that the curse was broken so that we will prepare for our Savior. Do I have anybody? Do I have anybody? Maybe that's too deep for you. But watch this. Elizabeth, listen, do you know the classification she was in, in society, being a barren old woman too? Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. To our seasoned saints, please don't take no offense to that. <laughs> All right? <laughs> because he was old too. His stuff was like powdered milk. You understand what I'm saying? You catch that later. <laughs> Watch this. 
We got kids in it. But watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says that her womb was barren. And he, watch this, he broke the curse of barrenness in the womb. That makes a lot of sense to me. And then he, she, he says that the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Watch this. And he, he illustrates that she who was called. Come on, you got to stop calling yourself barren. You need to stop calling yourself cursed. I'm cursed. I hear people say that all the time. I think I got a curse. Some of you are too superstitious. You read your horoscopes and all that kind of stuff, but you won't read the Bible. Come on, somebody. You rely on all external sources, amen, rather than relying on the word of God. You ain't cancer. You may have cancer, but you ain't no cancer. You ain't no Capricorn. You ain't no Sagittarius. Listen, those things have been broken. But it's a mindset that we're coming from that our parents what they do they pass it they pass down every time you stop at the store you got to go play the lotto you ain't gonna win have you won yet and whatever you put in watch this Look at verse 37, y'all. I want to say this to somebody here. Watch this. And you know, I came here today to minister. Watch this. I didn't come to hype you. I came to minister to you. Watch this. But we're going to get a little hype too. Watch this. Look at verse 37. Verse 37 says what? Huh? 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 I can't. I can't keep a job. I can't find my purpose. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't tell your neighbor the curse is broken. But guess where the curse began to be broken? In your womb. (laughs) You hear what I said? In your what? In your womb. Because if you're going to be a carrier of vision, Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm going to deal with that. Watch, watch what he said. He says, for nothing will be what? Impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, uh, the bondservant of the Lord may be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, let's fast forward now. I don't spend too much time right there. Let's go to verse 48 now. Amen. Beginning in verse 45, it says, And this is Elizabeth talking to Mary. She says, and blessed is she who what? Believed. See, see, now watch where I'm going with this. Blessed is she. You know why some of us still think we're cursed? Give me a first point because I I can't even get there. Give give it to me. I, I got too much in me. Some of you don't believe it. And you know what you're basing it on? What you see every day. You, you, you have to, you have to what? Now, now there's some key words here. Really. Some of us believe, but we don't really believe. 
We, what we don't want, we don't re- what did God do? He broke the curse of the womb, the barrenness. He brought forth his son. Watch this now. Watch. This is what he's done, right? She says, Elizabeth says in verse 45, that there would be a fulfillment of what has been spoken to her by the Lord. Verse 46. And Mary says, my soul, this is what you call, Mary breaks off in a song now. This is what you call the Magnificat. Okay, it is a song sung by Mary. And look what she says. We're going to jump in her song. She says, "My Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in the God of my Savior. Watch this. For he has regard... Watch this. That word regard means special attention for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, watch this. For behold, I'm going to stop right there. For behold, I'm going to stop right there. Watch this. For behold, from this time on, what? So my question is, now in the Magnificat, What Mary is doing, she's quoting a whole bunch of Old Testament scripture. And what she's saying is, I believe what God has done. Can I ask you a question? Do you really believe? Because here's my next question now. If you believed, then why are you still living like that? Why are you still living? Are you superstitious? Do you waver? Do you doubt? Listen, can I say this to you? You have been chosen in your family line to accept Christ. Watch this. So that another generation coming from within you would change. You have been chosen. I'm going to say it one more time. You tell your neighbor, quit playing. Turn to your other neighbor and say, quit playing. Wake up your neighbor and tell him, wake up and quit playing. Heard. Listen to this. Generations will not be affected by the consequences and curses that has plagued your family. You know what the problem is? We only think about us. We're not thinking about you're going to die. And there's a generation coming after you. But if you display doubt, what do you think you're going to pass on to your kids? This church thing ain't nothing. It's, you know, it's, this is something we do, baby. But if they see you live it. Some of us, we're real good at pretending church. We look like Christians. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen, listen. Now is your time. Watch this. Because you know why now is your time? Here's something real deep. You didn't choose him. He chose you. You are the chosen generation. 
Let me check this side right quick. You are the chosen generation. And because you're the chosen generation, she says, oh yeah, generations will be affected. See, see where her mind is? Was her mind on herself? Her mind was on the fact that, see, in Jewish times, they were concerned how their kids were raised. They were concerned about what they left because they understood that we ain't going to live forever. And I know that sometimes life gets hard. I know that sometimes it looks like things are not going to work out for you. But you got to be more than a conqueror. You, you got to believe that I'm part of a generation of change. And God has chosen me from the foundation of the world in my mother's womb. And he kept me this long. And he brought me along by faith. And then all of a sudden, I ran into Jesus. And when I ran into Jesus, he changed my bloodline. I'm no longer identified with hate. I'm no longer identified with poverty. I'm no longer identified with depression and doubt and superstition. But... I am identified with the Savior of the world. Do I have a witness here today? But you have to really... Some of us say we believe, but from the time we get to the parking lot, to the, to the stop sign, we go back to being regular. We talk regular. Do I have a witness? Tell your neighbor, chosen by God to break the cycle. You. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. And here's what the devil wants you to think. Devil wants you to think you got to be perfect. But guess what? You live in a fallen world. So therefore, if you abide in his word, abide in him, abide in his love, follow his command, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be able to live in the world, but not be of the world. You can break poverty, the poverty line. You can break that poverty line in your family. You can be rich, yes. I believe that. I believe that. The question is, do you believe it? Because I can't believe for you. See, Mary had... Just, let me ask you this. What if Mary would have doubted? Just saying. See, I don't believe you understand how special you are. How about the curse? <laughs> it frustrates me. Because I see so many good people who got so much in them, but they don't even see it in themselves. And what you keep doing is you keep believing the lies that your mom, listen, stop believing, listen, I had to rid myself of what my English teacher told me many years ago, that I shouldn't go to college, I should just go get a job at the, at the grocery store somewhere. I rid myself of that, that was a curse. 
that was a verbal curse that I carried with me for a long time. You got to break those curses, y'all. And especially if you've been in a relationship, let me talk to you right quick, where you've been verbally abused. Uh huh. And you've been told you're nothing. You got to rid yourself of that because that's not who you are. Watch this. Watch what she says. She says, for behold, I'm in verse 48, okay? From this time on, see, there's a stopping point. Tell your neighbor today. Today. Never again. Never again will I speak curses upon myself or my family. Stop telling your children they're nothing. Stop telling them they're not going to be nothing. Stop telling them that, guess what, it's too hard. Stop telling them stuff like that and start telling them all will be well. You can do it. Yeah, you may not have the skills, but tell them. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And what we speak is what we become. Come on, help me somebody. Come on, y'all. With that, and let me help you with something. That self-talk you got every morning, you'd be ashamed of yourself. Just a shame. I'm fat. I ain't never going to lose no weight. Let me start. Somebody. She didn't say, boy, sit down somewhere. You ain't about nothing. See? The very one, some of you, your children may be the one to flip you and make you a real Christian. <laughs> hear what I said? <laughs> you hear what I said? Your children may be the one to flip you and make you a real ch- Christian. I said that to you, but the question is, do you believe it? And if you don't change, she says, all nations, all generations, all nations will count me what? Blessed. Why? She was chosen by God. And generations later, we're still calling her what? Blessed. It's a condition, watch this, that does have, that has nothing to do with money. It's a state of being. Come on, somebody. Listen, we got food on our table. We got more now than we've ever had. Do you remember when? Y'all ain't talking with me. Do y'all remember when? Some of you have been old. Some of you are not old enough. I'm not even old enough to remember when. Come on, somebody. I'm going to leave that right there. But, but do you remember when your mama was struggling to raise you as a single parent? Come on, somebody. But look at you now. Look at you now. Look at you now. You are a product of that blessing. Mama did the best that she could. Come on, somebody. Y'all going to catch this in a minute. But the question is, watch this. You have to really change. Go back. No, go back. Go back. You have to really change what you believe about what? You. Let me ask you this. What do you believe about you? Write that down. 
<laughs> can I say something? How can God use you and you don't even believe anything better about yourself? I'm just asking. But here's what's so deep about this. If you believe you bipolar, you're going to pass that on to the next generation. You ain't bipolar, you just got a stewardship problem. Or a sin problem that's causing you to be uncomfortable. Sin makes you uncomfortable. So then you think you have split personality because you're dealing with the spirit and the flesh. The Bible says the spirit and the flesh are in opposition to one another. So guess what? I ain't got no mental illness. I have a sin problem. See, we've been fooled by the world. Take my Christian counseling class. You'll understand what I'm talking about. But watch this. Watch this now. Watch this now. Here's what's so deep about you, what you believe yourself. Whatever you believe about you, you're going to pass it on to the next generation. Watch this. If you keep thinking you're a failure, then that's what you're going to pass on. If you keep saying, I can't do better, you're going to pass it on. You will always be like this. It will always be like this, you'll keep saying. But Mary recognizes something about herself. She says, and all generations, all generations. Listen, when you're gone, this is the beauty about being part of a church. Right? That when you're gone, your grandkids and your great-grandkids will say, man, no, we're not part of the vision used to be church. Nah. My grandmother laid the, the foundation and she she helped me to understand that guess what? Yeah, this is where I need to be. Yeah, I went out there a little while, but I came back in and look at me now. See? But 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 see, here's a some of us don't have that vision. The question is, are you concerned about your next generation? What you leave? Your legacy. Watch this. Watch the next thing. Verse 49. Oh Lord. For the mighty one has done what? For who? Now see, here's what I believe that happens to most of us. Why we don't recognize that the curse is broken. Next point. Real simple. How many of you can testify today? You you know what you got to start doing? Seriously. Every month, I tell my kids, the Lord has blessed us to pay all of our bills. You got to sit your kids down and let them know it's not you. And you got to tell them the Lord has blessed us to pay these bills. Can I ask you a question? Has he been good to you? I'm just saying. I'm just asking. Do I have anybody who can say he's been faithful? Do I have anybody here who can say I've seen his power? 
Do I have anybody here who, who can say I'm no longer cursed because God, now here's, here's a, here's a, here's a good barometer or good gauge to see whether you're cursed or not. How good has he been to you? And you thought something was wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You may have an attitude problem. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Amen. Even the baby testified to that. (laughs) Let me say this. If you can't recognize how good he has been to you, it will lead you right back to the consequence. Some of us are ungrateful. Now watch where I'm going with this, okay? Watch where I'm going with this. You ready? You ready for this? And, and, And watch this. The curse or consequences of ungratefulness will be passed on to your next generation. Ungratefulness. In other words, you can't even recognize how good he's been to you. Think about it for a minute. Yeah, you got a little bit of aches and pains right now. Yeah, you may have lost a few things along the way, but thank God I got my right mind today. Thank God I'm not sleeping on the street under a bridge somewhere. Thank God that even though some days may be tougher than others, he still makes a way out of no way. Come on, somebody. And I believe that that we got to break this curse of ungratefulness because it is being passed on from generation to generation to generation. But listen, ungratefulness is not something I can teach you. It's something you have to see for yourself. She recognized something about us. She's like, hold on, man. The mighty one has done great, not small things, but can I ask you something? What has he done for you? How many have been healed before? Let me see. All the people have been healed. How many have been delivered from some stuff? And I'm talking about you've been delivered from some stuff. How many should be dead and in your grave? But God saw fit to keep you this far and bring you this far by faith when you should have hey 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 listen you shouldn't have made it home but you made it home on a wing and a prayer and you parked sideways when you got home do I have anybody come on somebody some of us we smoke so much weed our brain cells should be gone and crack and all kinds of stuff snorted all that stuff up our nose guess what we should be dead how many times you done had unprotected sex with people you didn't know y'all ain't trying to hear me Some of you have been exposed to all kinds of toxins and disease, but you got a shot and you're better now. But guess what? He should have left you there, but he didn't leave you there. But she says, he has been what? Great to me. And I'm walking around talking about I got a curse. Tell your neighbor never again. I'm not accepting these things about myself that Satan keep trying to tell me. Listen, I'm recognizing some stuff. It wasn't, wasn't nobody but God. 
I'm saying when one nobody but God, it wasn't nobody but God. They should have put me under the jail, but guess what? I'm free right now. Come on, somebody. And you got the audacity. You got the gall. You got the spiritual fortitude to come out and start talking about you all that now. God can shut you down, baby. I remember, and some of you, some of you, let me rewind the tape. I remember when you came. And I ain't going to tell you business from the pulpit, but I remember when you came. Amen. You wasn't pretty at all. You cute now, but guess what? I know the story. I know the real deal. Come on, say amen, y'all. Come on, say amen. And you got the audacity talking about, nah, I ain't doing that. Nah, uh-uh. Uh-uh, don't start that. Don't start that. <laughs> don't start. You got to recognize how good he's been to you. I'm saying one more time, how good he's been to you. Come on, you survived that thing. Come on, somebody. You survived death. Still here. Doctors wrote you off. But you got a mission. And you have a purpose to complete. That this generation coming after you, you got to break that thing. It starts with me. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to sit down somewhere. Let me find a corner somewhere. (laughs) Not only must I remember that, but look at verse 50. He says, now this is the part that really gets me. He says, and his mercy is upon what? Generation. So what starts with you? Listen, let me ask you this, right? After they sell your clothes... After they sell your car to bury you, because you probably ain't going to have no insurance. What will you be remembered for? It's deep. But it was because of God's mercy. Put, Put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up. Put it up. Put it up. It wasn't because you were good. Now let me tell you what that word word mercy means. She says, she you know what you know what Mary did here? She canceled the curse by speaking it. She says, from this generation to the next generation to the next generation, watch this, his mercy is going to be upon you. You know what's really keeping some of us, even though we're rebellious? You know what that means? God's compassion. You know what it also means? It means... God's readiness, this is what mercy means, to help those in trouble. You want to know how you got out of that last thing? Come on, you know he was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Seriously. (laughs) You knew he was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And you wondering, 
how did I make it this far? It was his what? God's readiness to help you even when you rejected him. Tell your neighbor never again. And look at the last part of that verse. From generation to generation, but tell your neighbor it's conditional. Towards who? Hmm. Towards those who what? Towards those who what? So let me just say this. You can affirm all you want and speak positive affirmations over yourself. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. But there's a condition attached to this verse. Last point. And that's where we miss it. Reverence and what? For who? We're raising a generation now that don't respect God. We're raising a generation now that's full of individuality and individualism. But you have to raise your kids. Now here's the thing now. You got may have to pull out that pull out that that thing. And let them know it's a new day up in here. But we're going to respect God. You know what? The ones I've seen who have fallen away, when they come back, their testimony is always, my mama told me, don't play with God. And here's what I want to say to somebody here today. Real quick. You don't have to wait to get it right to come back to God. Let me ask you this. When you out there on your own, how can you get it right? But here's the thing. If you respect God and you reverence God, you'll be grateful to him. You'll appreciate what he's doing in your life right now. You'll appreciate what he's trying to do in your life.